times when um, different worlds collide. It's often the case that conflict, division, and discomfort comes before peace. When two different worlds collide, it's often the case that division, conflict, and discomfort come before an experience of peace. I'm going to give a couple simple examples. It's like when you're sleeping in a dark room and then somebody turns the light on or the, the blinds are open for the first time, right? That, that feeling of like this blinding light when the worlds of darkness and light collide. Or my favorite example, which is having to encounter like a really happy person when you're in a really bad mood. Right? There's nothing more annoying, right? If you're in a kind of depressed, bad mood, and then you come across somebody that's extremely happy. I have a rule with certain students that are kind of obnoxiously friendly and and that I can't I can't talk to them before about 10 a.m. You know, certainly not before a couple cups of coffee. You know what I mean? Think of uh, think of a really competent manager going into a completely dysfunctional organization, and the clash, the clash that ensues, right? The unsettling nature, the pitting of employees against other employees, right? the disorienting nature. Of that experience. Think of a think of a wise professor who challenges you and makes you tactfully question all of your deeply held beliefs in college and how uncomfortable that experience is when those two worlds collide. Think of uh, trying to communicate with someone who doesn't speak your language. You don't speak theirs, they don't speak yours. Trying to say simple things and this frustrating reality of not being able to communicate with someone because there's a lack of understanding between these two worlds. I had a, on this last one, I had a really cool experience last weekend. Um, uh, one of our recent alums, two years out, uh, Joey Kokendorfer, uh, some of his uh, siblings are here uh, at this mass. Uh, he made his first profession with the Oblates of St. Francis uh, of chastity and obedience and poverty up at Camp Sales last Saturday. And uh, in his two years with the Oblates, he's become very good friends with Father Mike Depsik. And Father Mike Depsik is uh, a priest that's uh, been deaf from birth. He's, uh, they, they say he's one of only 12 priests in the world uh, who is deaf from birth. And so he signs the Mass. Uh, obviously serves a lot of the deaf, deaf community. And uh, Joey became really good friends with him over two years. He learned how to sign, to communicate with him. And he asked Father Mike Depsik to preach his first vows. So it was a unique experience for me. I, I haven't seen this before where Father Mike Depsik signed the homily while a translator was in the back of the chapel giving voice into a mic of what Father Mike was, uh, was, was signing. But then I had the experience after the Mass, I wanted to thank Father Mike because he's really mentored Joey and like befriended him and, and he's been a huge influence on him. And I, I went up to talk to him and I had this realization, I don't know how to communicate with you. Like, I don't, I have no clue what, I just wanted to say something really simple, which is like, thank you for 
dimension. And I realized in that moment I couldn't communicate with him. I had to bring Father Ken McKenna over a to translate my words uh, to Father Mike Nefsit. So again, I bring that up as, as worlds colliding, as this dissonance, being off-key uh, when worlds collide. Friends, this is how I think of the entire experience of the Incarnation. God coming to Earth. It's the collision Right? The collision of two worlds. And in a certain sense, it was bound to not go well. Because often conflict and division and discomfort come before peace when two worlds collide. When the, it was the divine world entering into human dysfunction. And it's hard to imagine that those two worlds, perfect goodness, coming into contact with the shadowy side of our fallen human nature. And if you look at Jesus' life, right, there was a lot of conflict. A lot of conflict. A lot of people left him, right? He set families against each other, right? Andrew and Je Peter leave their father to follow him. They leave their family bonds to follow him. He pitted towns and religious groups against one another. And of course, he ultimately died cruel death. It's like perfect goodness and, and the shadowy side of fallen human nature, they couldn't, there was just a clash of worldviews. And so I think the cross in a certain sense was the inevitable consequence. The inevitable consequence of the divine and human coming uh, into this clash. It's within this context context that I would interpret our gospel today, which is a really weird one, right? It's like we talk about Jesus as the Prince of Peace, right? He says in the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Like, I thought our goal was establishing peace on earth, and Jesus says those strange words, do you think that I came to establish peace on earth? No, I came to bring the sword pit families against other families, right? It's weird. It's like, what is he saying? I think he's saying that the inevitable consequence of embracing the divine world is that sometimes when it comes into contact with the shadowy side of our fallen world, there's often division. There's often rejection, right? You can think about this in terms of relationships, um, and sometimes having to privilege what God's revealed over family bonds. I had a, a, a very close friend in college discerning the priesthood, told his family, his family took him out of the will, that he had to make the decision, right, which do I value more, following the call of God or my family bonds? Right, sometimes it takes that form, right? The division is in the family over following the call of God. Sometimes it's preaching the prophetic teachings of Jesus in the church, which is sure to bring, right, in a culture, a ton of rejection. Maybe it comes in the form of spiritually, right? There was this deacon at my first parish, uh, and uh, he worked primarily in prison ministry, so he was kind of a rough dude. Like, he scared the heck out of me. And he scared the heck out of the inmates, too. 
But he would, he would end every homily he gave at the parish or at the prison with, may the peace of Christ always disturb your hearts. He would say it kind of mean. He was scared. He was going to attack you from the pulpit. Right? May the peace of Christ always disturb your hearts. So sometimes it could be spiritually. It's like, I've got to feel uncomfortable with Jesus' teaching to get to a place ultimately of peace, right? The goal is peace. Jesus wasn't looking for division. That's not the point. The point is ultimately peace. Right? But often when worlds collide, peace does not come first. Division and discomfort and conflict sometimes come first. So friends, again, I'm, I don't think Jesus is advocating we go looking for trouble at all turns. But that's... But he's saying that to embrace the divine world, to embrace Jesus' vision for reality, will sometimes lead to division within our hearts, division possibly in our relationships, division uh, with some people rejecting us for holding uh, the teachings of Jesus. The ultimate goal is peace, the peace of heaven, right? The everlasting peace of God's kingdom. Uh, but sometimes in this world, uh, when the divine and human worlds collide, uh, often